Buenas day. This is Polly Eric Forbes, and welcome to this podcast, Ileknya Si Polly. For those who don't speak tomorrow, Ileknya Si Polly means father said, father as in the priest. And uh, I just call it that because um, I foresee these podcasts as just, you know, me, uh, a priest here on Guam uh, for 30 plus years, uh, just talking about a wide range of subjects, you know, all local subjects, uh, historical, cultural, language, you name it. Uh, I kind of think of it like a fiesta table, you know. You start off with the titizas and the rice, and you go through all kinds of 81 different veg uh, uh, plates, uh, dishes, and then end up with the desserts and go back for seconds and thirds if you want. So a wide range of uh, delicious uh, dishes of uh, everything Guam, everything tomorrow. Uh, so today, um, I'm going to talk about my most hated slang word on Guam and uh, to help me uh, you know uh, take my revenge on this word I uh, have here Chris Malafunction uh, who's gonna help me dissect kill and bury my most despised Guam slang word which is chod Wow, Paulia, I had no idea that was your most hated, despised uh, local. Would you call it a Chamorro word or like slang. A, a slang, a local yeah. slang, right? Yeah, I, I, I won't even call it a Chamorro word. It's not a Chamorro word. Uh, but it's used by Chamorros. But it's used primarily by Chamorros to disdain, talk down about other Chamorros. And uh, to me, it's a shame. It's a shame that we even have this word. But, uh, you know, I grew up without it, I, you know, uh, so I was born in 1962 right here on Guam, uh, Guam Memorial Hospital, the old, the real, the real hospital. The, the real, real old one. The real hospital, yeah, uh, in the delivery uh, room there, uh, number five, I think. That's a good place to be born. I think there's a plaque there maybe, and uh, well, it's gone now. And uh, grew up in Sinahanya all my life and went to St. Francis School in Zotnya. So, um, you know, and you never heard the word Chad, never heard the word Chad until the 1990s. I was already a priest and uh, I was ordained a priest in 1990. And in 91, I was sent off to Saipan where I was there for three years, came back here in 94. And uh, it must have been 94. And after that, I first heard the word Chad. And so when you first heard it, what was how was it being used? I I had to ask because I would just hear it, you know. Like among high schoolers and even younger, you know, or something like, you know, you're so chod. And I'm like, what the heck is chod? Right. Yeah. And that's how it goes. So I started hearing it in maybe like middle school and it was a derogatory term. And, I, you know, when we were talking about this podcast, I was trying to think, how would I describe it? And I, I think I would maybe like Chamorro Redneck. And it was usually used, uh, like, if, if someone said, oh, you're so chod, it would follow with something that you did that was, like, too Chamorro. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it, it kind of tied in with, like, the identity issues that maybe uh, we had as Chamorros where it was, you're right, it was derogatory. And it would be like, oh, my God, Polly Eric is so chod. He wears a shirt and jeans to go swimming. And then when it rains, he gets out of the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so chod. Yeah, and accent. Accent was a big part of it. Right, if you had a, oh my God, you sound like a chod. Yeah, or you, or you said that English word in a chod way. Right, oh my God, you say yeah. aircon, you're so chod. Yeah, or uh, gosh, what's the, what's what are some 
very typical words. Salmon. Salmon. Oh my God! You say salmon, you're so chad. Yeah, you're so chad, right? <laughs> and so it was. It was deprecatory. It was looking down on, you know. And uh, I, it was an instant turnoff for me because I'm all about, uh, you know, being Chamorro. And 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 what what really irritated me was it was uh, it was used by I wouldn't say it was a Chamorro word, but it was used by Chamorros. Um, uh, you know, a statesider or a Filipino, even if they've lived here all their life on Guam, they wouldn't say cha. Or I'm yeah. sure some would. Yeah. But primarily, if if a Fili- local Filipino or a local statesider wanted to say, "Oh, that guy sounds Chamorro," he they would just say, "He sounds Chamorro." Yeah. He sounds really Chamorro. But 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 the Chad using Chamorros would say, "Oh, he sounds so Chad." They right. wouldn't say he sounds Chamorro. They say he sounds chod. Yeah, that's so weird. And you're right. People who aren't from Guam would never use the word. And in some ways, it almost reminds me uh, a little bit of the N-word, right? It's like you have certain people who use it, and then everyone else cannot use it. Um, and that's how it was. It's like I never saw, you know, a uh, Holly person or you know, Chinese, Filipino, whatever, Palauan. Uh, say something like, oh my God, it's so chot. But it was the yeah, Chamorros. So, so it was Chamorros looking down on their own. And that's a big problem. And I could see why you would hate the word just, just for that. I mean, for me, I never really thought about it that way because it was always said with something that I thought, you know, I mean, it's humorous. And humorous. Yeah. yeah. But it, it really wasn't humorous. I, when I would listen to these teenagers use the word chod, it wasn't in a humorous way. You know, it was really in a, oh, don't be that way. Right. Exactly. And that's what I think was was key was that there was a, I mean, my generation, middle school, it's like you didn't really want to be tomorrow. I don't don't know how to explain it, but you just, you didn't. We were like discovering all these things from, you know, MTV and um, just like the American ways, right? And yet someone who graduated from high school in 94 told me that, no, um, for them... It was stay chod. Oh, wow. So, in other words, uh, the people who could be accused of being chod, well, they took the negative and turned it into a positive. Right, yeah. And I yeah. like to see it come back as like a badge of honor, right? Uh, except I would prefer that they just say, no, stay tomorrow. Stay tomorrow. Good point. So, Polly, I know you, uh, a researcher, um, you deep dive into history all the time. So when you tell me that you're thinking about this word chod and, you know, how it was used and all that stuff, I know that you probably did some research on this. So what were you able to find out about the word chod? Well, you know, so it started to get written about in the PDN, for example, in the 90s. Uh, That's the earliest reference I can find for it in the PDN, the Pacific Daily News, which at the time I think was our only newspaper. And uh, so one of our illustrious lights in Guam academic society with a doctorate degree uh, uh, gave her opinion. Now, this, this uh, doctor, uh, and I don't mean medical doctor, I mean academic doctor. Right. This academic doctor um, is, uh, I think, now in her 80s. So she's in her 60s at the time she's giving her opinion. And uh, she's trying to explain in her 60s what people in their teens are meaning. So I'm wondering where she's getting this information. And her opinion about the origin of the word chad is that it actually comes from the Chamorro word tat. C-H-A-T, tat. And tat is a prefix. Uh, you find it in like tat finu yeah. or tat pago. 
Um, and it's really the, 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 the char in charforus or chargolaf is really tzat, C-H-A-T, but the Spaniards spelled it with an R. Uh, so when you hear old people, when you hear manamku say chargolaf, they say tzatgolaf. Yeah, yeah. When they say charforus, they say tzatforus, yeah. right? So it's the same tzat as tzatfinu and tzatpagu. And, um, and um, the, the prefix tzat means defective, or something negative about that, or it's it's done improperly or imperfectly. So fino means speech or talk, right? Tzat fino, it, it eventually becomes the word curse, to, to swear, to use bad words, right? And tzat. so if you put the tzat, which means bad, the I mean, basically, tzat, right? Tzat in front of fino, yeah. talk or speech, means defective speech or not like stuttering, but... Uh, improper speech or negative speech. So the the prefix tzat means defect or improper or right. some along those lines. So this academic PhD was thinking, oh, that's where these teenagers got it. Well, I had to chuckle when I first read that explanation because this this uh, academic doctor no names right. <laughs> this academic doctor is thinking that this fourteen year old knows Chamorro so well <laughs> that they can take the prefix tat yeah. and turn it into chad. And I just thought that that was very far-fetched. But what did you think about uh, the explanation of what tat means compared to what chad means? Um, I can see how she went there, yeah. but it's all based on the premise that the, the people who came up with chad knew enough Chamorro right. to take tat and turned it into Chad. So that that you're saying 19 what was it? That was in the early 90s. Early 90s the what the first written reference you were able uh to find and I know that I heard it in uh, middle school but you know, uh, you know I think my mom's generation I don't haven't really heard them talk about the word. No, uh, your Chad. mom your mom is older than me and right. if I never heard it up but heard it growing up until the 1990s. Yeah. And so. it kind of seems like when you think about where we were like as a people that a word like that would be used kind of in the 90s? I guess, you know, I was, I was much older and, you know, I, I, I was sent to Saipan and I really got immersed in the Chamorro language and culture and, um, and I, I was all Biba Chamorro all the way, you know. So it was a different world for me to hear Chamorros talking down about other Chamorros for being Chamorro or Crazy. sounding Chamorro or yeah. acting Chamorro, you know. So if you didn't buy the uh, academic uh, doctor's uh, explanation of where Chad came from, uh, what else were you able to find? I kept digging, 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 and you know what? I, I was like the guy who spent his whole fortune digging for the lost treasure and never found it. So you e never, except I never got broke. You never really found I'm anything. Broke to begin with. <laughs> but um, uh, so anyway, uh, I came across something that I I had forever and ever, but I put it away and just recently discovered it, and that was the 1988 booklet put out by. Uh, well, let me tell you what the book it is. It's Chamorro, the English way. Uh, is it English, the Chamorro way? Uh, did I say it wrong? Yeah. English, it, the Chamorro way. It just way. So shows how Chamorro-centric you are. That just shows how chamorro I see everything through Chamorro. That's it. So um, it English, the Chamorro way, guys, this book, if you're listening to this uh, and you're around Polly and I's age or maybe even a little younger, you know about it. Well, it was put out in 88. And it was huge when it came out. It was yes, just like it was the, huge. It was huge, I think, because it really put down on paper and documented um, just a lot of the funny stuff that we used to hear. 
yeah, all it, the time, right? And, and this book, I think, I know it had authors, right? But I wanted it I'd had look, authors, and they probably are millionaires now because you know the book was so popular. No, they're not. But also, <laughs> I want to say that, that it was maybe more collected than written. It, it was a collection, but yeah. but the the people who were involved in collecting all of this were people like Dave Santos, Dan Tedinko, Martin Leon Guerrero, Vince Leon Guerrero, Ben Pangolin, and I think that's the defunto, right. deceased senator, Michelle Santos. I think she's Francis Santos's Are wife. Are you talking about Dave Santos, the Dave Santos Act? Yeah. Okay. And Therese Matanani, who I think is a media lady. Right, still. Up to wasn't, now. wasn't she involved in KOAM at one time? Uh, maybe. Anyway, so these people, uh, you know, put their heads together, yeah. you know, and sat around a table and said, hey, let's come up with a list. So they all contributed to this. Uh, Do you remember, Polly, offhand, like what were some of the things that were in that, that book, English, the Chamorro Way? Did it have things like... Uh, you know, <clears throat> lower down the window. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't have the, the book with me, yeah. but, you know, they had children instead, children, of, instead yeah. of children. Yeah. So it was basically all the Chod sayings. So. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I guess it would have been. Yeah. But, but, but they had the word Chod. Wow. And they spelled it C-H-A-D. And is that A with the... No, that wasn't invented yet. Okay. The little dot over the A. What is that called? I'm so sorry. Lonat. Okay. Yeah. Which is lunar. Lunar. So it's like a moon. Yeah, so lunar in Spanish, and it becomes lonat in, in Chamorro. Uh, just real quick side note, when was that invented? Probably, I'd say, the 2000s, if not the 1990s. Right, kind of recently, which is why it's I don't, rem I don't yeah. remember seeing it exactly. growing up, looking at Nana's you know, hymn books. And exactly, stuff. but it's a great thing. Yeah. It's, I, I think it is the one single improvement we've had in the last 20 years. It is great, because uh, for those who are used to hearing Chamorro being spoken, like I mean, that's how it was, you know... Oh, yeah. It was spoken. It wasn't yeah. necessarily written. When I have to read out Chamorro out loud, like old books yeah. that don't have it, I put it in. Yeah. Because you can easily do the ah instead of the yeah, ah. Yeah, because baba, right? uh, bad, and yeah. baba are, are, spelled, are pronounced differently but spelled exactly the same. Yeah. Unless you put the lonet, which is that little circle, open circle. It's not filled. So I know you're not necessarily a fan of a lot of like the... Um, Inventions, reinventions, inventions, the revisions uh, made to uh, the Chamorro language. I don't agree with all of them, right? For my, but for my own personal use, but just for that. Uh, but the lonet, I'm all for. Right, Biba lonet, because it it's a visual cue that helps people it, it, pronounce it, words. It, it actually helps, and it has a use. It, it actually helps. Yeah. Same with the glota, mm. which is a hard stop. It, 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 the the glota is what makes you choke. <laughs> you know, when you see the glota, choke. You know, and that's the whole purpose of it, because um, um, uh, certain words too. Uh, if you don't have the glota, it, it, you're saying something completely different. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, so Chad was so in here, but it was spelled Chad. It was spelled C H A D, but you had no way of knowing at the time yeah. whether it's Chad or Chad. Right. So now it would be C H A with the lonet and then D. Right. Right. So anyway, yeah. In that book. Uh, what is it? Chamorro the English way? English, English the Chamorro, the Chamorro, English, Chamorro, the Chamorro way. way. Yeah. There were actually a couple editions of this book, I think. Uh, this is the first. Yeah. Uh, English the Chamorro way. Uh, it said that Chad is a woman you wouldn't take to your mom or moms, but you'd take anywhere else. Okay. So you're talking about what they would uh, call back in the day a woman of loose morals, maybe? Correct. 
Okay. A very friendly woman. And see, nowadays, if you did that, uh, you would um, be doing what they call, uh, sorry, Polly, slut shaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So things are definitely or, different. Oh um, yeah, yeah. With the feminist movement, yeah, right. uh, yeah, you know, you'd be sex typing people, you know, and to help us understand exactly what they meant, because their their actual definition was, um, I got it right here, was a girl you wouldn't take home to mom, but would take elsewhere. To help us really understand that they have, they provided a nice cartoon. Oh, and so this is a scantily. Well, what we would uh, previously say was a scantily clad. Um, female. Uh, previously, we would say that, and today, is this is just normal, or, yeah. or she's overdressed. <laughs> well, so they, they have a graphic here, a nice little sketch of a yeah. woman with uh, size uh, 26 waist and size 32 hips and... And other and, numbers. And not much left to the imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this, we're just talking about a cartoonish type sketch. Yeah, is that Greg so, Flores? Um, quite possibly. It is. I think he illustrated everything. Because, um, yeah, the... So you illustrations found by Chris Mahilum oh. and Rick Castro. Oh, Rick Castro. Rick okay. Castro. Yeah. Uh, so, Polly, you found the word "shot" in this book. Yeah, but it and didn't it was, mean it was completely different from right. "redneck" or "boondock" or "tangan tangan tomorrow." <laughs> Can you say "boondocks"? <laughs> This is just supposed to be a nice, not controversial. Hey, I'm the most tongan tongan e- tomorrow there is. <laughs> Educational. I say biba tongan tongan. That's it. So uh, it meant woman to lose morals. Uh, but that's in not- 1988 to this group of people who are five to ten years older than me. Right. So that's really interesting. And they and and I know that uh, you know these people, and so you're able to call one of them. And I what- was able to call one of them. He or she will remain nameless. Okay. And I said, hey, dude. Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> I said, hey, dude, where, where, where'd this come from? Hey, unspecified gender person. <laughs> or if we were speaking tomorrow, then problem solved. Guiza. Yeah, there you go. And either male or female. Anyway, I said, dude, where'd this come from? And he said, well, Polly, it comes from Tzada. Wow. You know, which literally means egg. Yeah, yeah, literally. But for some reason, you know, and I people people might ask me why, and I, I have no reason to give. I have... You can speculate all you want, and you have a thousand different theories, but we don't really know the answer. Why the word egg became a euphemism for a woman's private parts. Right. I think it's because they have eggs. And that's possible. I think, yeah. Yeah, but we don't, nobody, you know, Tunusei didn't write down, you know. Yeah. Today I'm inventing the word that to mean this or that, and this is the reason. You yeah, because they have eggs, and I... Yeah, and he wrote that down right in perfect penmanship, right? right in, 18, the, in 1821. Right, right yeah. Okay. With no, no glotta. Tunisay didn't do that. Yeah. All right. So we don't really know for sure. But in Chamorro, the word tzada, you know, uh, can stand for the woman's private parts. So anyway, uh, so the guy was telling me, you know, these women that are so loose that they show off their tzada, you know? So yeah. you wouldn't take her to mom, but you take her dating anywhere else right? right yep so instead of being outright you know because i guess in 1988 these were the days that some people still spoke tomorrow right <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh so you couldn't say oh she's a tada yeah so you disguised it by dropping the last syllable and just saying she's a chad that's so interesting because uh, that that makes sense, right? It's chad. It's short for chada. You talk to somebody who put this word in this book, and so it's very documented. It's verified. It's yeah, but it's totally something different than what like my generation knew that word to mean. So how do we 
move forward from there? And were you able to find out anything else? No. Wow. Okay, so that's 1988. And all these people I've been interviewing who graduated in the early 90s are telling me that, yeah, they heard it in middle school, they heard it in high school. And it meant uh, a person who talks like this and wears Dory. Yeah, and wears Dory. Yeah. You know, and uh, maybe a follower of the malfunction videos in the uh, early days, right? Uh, uh. Yeah, that's, and it's, I don't really hear it being used nowadays, but I feel like there's someone out there listening to this podcast who is probably like, no, it was over in here and a PD and they used to start what, you know what I mean? Well, if there's somebody listening to this who can give me some very, you know, believable information, let me know. Is that a, is that difficult, Polly, when you try it? Cause I know you research uh, a lot of the stuff with historical, uh, um accounts there are places you can go there are documents you can look at but uh, this is like something new right and you kind of stumbled on this I'll, and you want to look into it and you use the same skill set they use to like kind of investigate everything else so are, i guess what i'm trying to ask is are you used to coming up on a dead end like this a lot of times a lot of times and that's one thing that i always have to caution people you know when it comes to a lot of questions not just about culture history language but just about life in general be prepared for having no answer you know but people don't like that no i gotta have an answer even yeah. if i have to make it up yeah but no you don't do that you don't make up a lie you know because say, you don't have a truth because you don't have the truth so I want to know, where did this word go? Okay. So for some reason, which I still haven't gotten to the bottom of, uh, it, you know, it morphed into what we've, we said it was. And um, it continued, and it was pretty strong, I think. But um, you tell me, uh, I have a sense that the use of the word chad is kind of weakening. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think uh, part of it is because we don't have Chamorros who look down on other Chamorros for being too Chamorro anymore. Yeah. And if we do, they're mm -hmm. definitely not climbing to, you know, Mount Humuzumangla to tell the whole island, you're too Chamorro, you chads. And I think part of it is because... Uh, okay, so then my job is half done, if not more. Well, of, I don't of know. killing though. and burying this word that I detest. This is just my feeling. I haven't heard it uh, in years. To yeah. me, it kind of went the way of like Bibidal. Remember when Bibidal, I don't know. Yeah, and um, I don't know. There was a there was a, a woman's name you always used for to Bernadette. represent. Bernadette. Bernadette. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> not many not many Chamorro uh, kids naming their kids Bernadette. You don't any. run into 16-year-old <laughs> Bernadettes anymore. Nah, you know. Or Grigetmas, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> or Alfonsinas, or... Any well, of the traditional no, that, old ladies. That went out 50 years ago. Right. But anyway. So, yeah, good. I'm glad that chod is dying out. I mean, I feel like it is. I haven't heard it in uh, in a long time. It's definitely a throwback. And it's also, I, I never really thought about the weight you put on it where you simplified it and said, this is a word that Chamorros use to put other Chamorros right. down for but being you know, too Chamorro, which is kind of like crazy, especially in this environment sad, now yeah. where, yeah, we have this like, uh, very healthy renaissance, and there's just all these movements going. Um, Chamorro pride, maybe Chamorro. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, Chamorro self-hatred, maybe that's too strong of a phrase, but Chamorro self-hatred is not a new thing either. See, and I think that's where this is kind of rooted in. Yeah. It's like you would not tease someone else that they were too Chamorro unless maybe you had your own Yeah, issues. exactly. So let's talk about Chamorro self-hate. That sounds interesting. Well, um, so let me give you some examples of that. So... Um, you know, the Chamorro, uh, the, 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 well, let me put it this way. The Rotanese accent, right? The sing-song? The sing-song accent, right? Yeah. right? Okay, so. Hey, Tautoluta. Yeah, so 
you know, I was told all my life by Amanamkus who, you know, were thriving in the 20s and 30s, long before the war, that uh, the southern villages had that as well. And uh, fortunately for me, I was assigned to Malesonumatak in the early 90s. And I couldn't find anybody except one family, you know. And in this family, the mother who only spoke Chamorro, um, and only spoke Chamorro to me, but she spoke it with the tonada. Tonada means tune. But what we mean by that is the accent or the sing-song. Yeah. And, um, of course, in those days, early 90s, uh, you couldn't walk around with a microphone and record, right? Yeah. Uh, she passed away, and uh, she has children who are in their 50s and 60s. And um, when they speak English to me, uh, there's, no, there, there's just the typical Chamorro accent. Yeah. It's when they speak Chamorro to me that their, their sing-song accent comes out. Give us an example. You know, um, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so okay, the, you know, what's interesting, Polly, is I spent a lot of time growing up in Malesa. I know you know that's where my, my uh family on my grandma's side is from, uh-huh. and that's what I would hear in Malesa and Pneumatic was the singing, okay. Well, I didn't hear it, and they would t- when I would go north, the like central northern Chamorros would always tease about the southern Chamorros, and that was another thing. There's always this, like, when we talk now that we're talking about Chamor self hate, we're getting to something I'm very familiar with. Um, we would make fun of people from Umatic. Exactly. But not necessarily, it would just be like, oh, your clothes don't matter. Or that pink shirt, that green shorts, well, are you from Umatic? And it would be like, Umatic, God, Umatic, I love you guys. I love you, Humatek. But um, we would make jokes. And I, I think that came from what they do in the States where they make fun of the people in the South. Because I would also yeah. hear Northern Chamorros talking about, how, oh, the Southern Chamorros, when they when they uh, talk, they sing. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and they're singing uh, themselves while they're sing- Anyway. You know, a, a lot of Chamorros, not, not all Chamorros, you know, never generalize, never say all, never yeah, say none. Just a lot. Right? Uh, but a lot of Chamorros may find it very hard to admit that there's, there's a thing called white worship, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there are Barnett. some... Uh, Barnett. Barnett, yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, look at it. So, so let me just give you, a, maybe we're going a little deep, but so my my mom and uh, her sisters, I was born in 1974. Mm. They were of this generation, and uh, it, this is around your time, mm-hmm. but a, all my mom's sisters, none of them actually married Chamorros. Mm-hmm. They all went with mm-hmm. Americans, whether white or just you know military. When you're white, you're all right. Right, and so I feel like I don't know... If it well, was my mom did too, right? And so I think that was part of that. That maybe it wasn't necessarily yeah. more self hate, but it was like they wanted to be American because when she was going to school, it was like they were learning English and I not know. only to learn to speak correct English, but without an accent, right? As if there's no such thing as you know, as if a person can be completely devoid of an accent, right? Right. Everybody it, has an accent, yeah. Um, even Walter Cronkite, or yeah. what you know, maybe that's too old a reference, but. You know, whoever on the news, yeah. you know, the mainstream American news, they all have accents. Right. And so I just feel like that, that generation, it was a lot of uh, looking out at the world. And that's when we had that exodus, yes. right? A lot yes. of tomorrow's yeah. left in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Everybody thought that, the, you know, the, the pastures were greener right. um, beyond the, the rice fields of Malesu and Asan and the cornfields of Barragada. Right. I'm talking pre-war stuff. Right. right? Yeah. And we see that now, too, where uh, because of the pandemic and the economy, there's a lot of Chamorros who are leaving. I mean, it's the different circumstances, but a lot of them are leaving because they feel like, oh, the greener pastures now in Texas or 
But to just uh, continue the illustration of this tomorrow, maybe self-hatred is too strong of a word yeah. for, for a lot of people, but self-shame. Okay. Okay. So um, I would, you know, ask them permission. Could I, could, could I record you? Could I record this conversation? And they say, okay. And so I would say, okay. And we're speaking tomorrow. And I'm going to say, okay, repeat what you told me five minutes ago in tomorrow about well, what happened to your grandpa in 1951. And they'll start to tell me the story again in Chamorro, but minus the accent. Mm. The, their, their tonada went out the window. As soon as they understood they were being recorded. So what's that all about? That's about not wanting to have an accent right. while you're speaking a right. language that isn't English. Right. Yeah. So before I produced the camera and said, may I record, when that was not part of the, the, the picture, and they were just being themselves... Yeah, da, 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 da. That all came out. La, 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 la. And then the minute the camera came out and said, oh, I'm being recorded. Oh. Okay, now I got to clean up my speech. Yeah. What's that all about? What is it about? Yeah. So I, I think it's a self a shame to some extent. You know, or, or if they're not ashamed of it, they just don't want to be teased about it. That's very big casting. Yeah. I mean, that was my motivation for a lot of things growing up was, you know, I didn't want to be teased. And I already got it teased enough because, you know, I'm half white. And I grew up in Maleso and it was like, okay, wow. you're too white for your tomorrow cousins. You're too brown for the... Well, I, I, I take the state child approach. And if they rub it in your face, embrace it. And, yeah. ma- and, and take it up even 10 notches higher. Which is what I ended and up And then shove doing. it in their yeah. face even more. Right. So we don't know where the word came from, uh, but we do know that it's not used a lot nowadays. Good. And we're not trying to bring it back. That's why maybe we shouldn't uh, air this podcast. <laughs> so you want it to just be uh, dead? Uh, I, I, yeah, because uh, I don't want Chamorros uh, hating on Chamorros. Brilliant, Polly. So I, I, I will never use the word chod no again but how do you spell it Polly? because okay when uh, i was that was a big debate when i was in school we had some people who said oh well, you spell it c-h-o-d some people because we didn't well, have the yeah 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 circle and some people say oh it's yeah. c-h-a-u-d oh, that's another funny thing that's another funny thing is the way most people spell it yeah which is c-h-a-u-d okay which is the most unchamorra way to spell yeah and not only is it an unchamorra way to spell even the word chod is unchamorra because no Chamorro word ends in D. You're right. As a matter of fact, to be taught about it, we don't say bedroom. We say go to your bedroom. B E T. T. Right. Bedroom. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> bat. In Chamorro, we don't. Why are you end. mat? Why are you mat? Sleeping mat. Yeah. You know? Uh, so we don't end anything in D. You know, it becomes a T. So when you, because as a linguist, right, uh, when you look at this word and it's not Chamorro, and I, I'm sure that, uh, does it drive you crazy that linguistically, like you can't get to the bottom of this word that was used so prevalently? Uh, in a way, well. Because it, isn't there a French I, word, shod, it means hot. Show. Show, okay. It, it, the French pronounced show. But it's spelled C-H-A-U-D? Uh, C-H-A-U-D, Yes. And if it's a feminine, then it's showed. Showed. And then you pronounce the D because there's an E that comes after it. Oui, oui. Now we're becoming, this is a French podcast. Right, right. right. So anyway, I think they, you know, they, I think they stole the word chad 
from the original, you know, short for Chada, meaning a loose woman. Right. And, you know, somebody uh, who didn't write it down and didn't write a letter to the editor in the PDN um, morphed it to uh, a Chamorro sounding Chamorro. And they didn't know how to spell it. And they said, well, Chad. And they thought of the word fraud. Mm. And then, so you see, even the word Chad reveals the influence of America. Yeah. Paulie, you know, it's funny you mentioned America. So I did, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, esteemed uh, academic uh, resource website, urbandictionary.com. Yes. Uh, Chad is in here. It spells C-H-A-U-D and it says a Chad uh, pronounced C-H-A-W-D is Guam's equivalent to an American redneck. It's a type of person or lifestyle, adjective noun, uh, the example given, dude. Your dad is Chad, and it was uh, this was submitted by a Roki uh, on November twenty second, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, yeah, yeah. So it was still hot to trot in two thousand seven. And there's also a UrbanDictionary.com a Chad. It uh, uh, references a certain type of male sexual organ. Uh, in what language? English. Oh well, that has no relevance. I think I'm just saying that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, fraud squad. You know, they say, oh, well, A-U-D. But the problem with English is the aw sound. You know, there's also wad. That's mm. W-A-D. Yeah. God, G-O-D. Broad, B-R-O-A-D. Uh. And flawed, A-W-E-D. Uh. So, I mean, you know, that's the, well, some would say the beauty of English is that it's so chaotic. Yeah. You know, in terms of. Uh, other people would say it's too inconsistent. And it's, you know, the other people would say it's crazy because yeah. it's so inconsistent. And people learning it for the first time, they're all, you know, uh, completely bedazzled and that's kind of like the whole thing with calling people chad was a lot of it was about being esl right 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 but i mean you know if you were to pronounce chad in a chamorro way it would be taut or taut i'm stumped not awe right no idea so if you're out there and you have any uh clue where this uh, word came from uh who used it first even that'd be great yeah, get a hold of Polly Eric. You don't need to know my numbers or anything like that. You can easily find me. Very easy. Just look around. Just send a message to uh, Chris Malafunction. And I'll get it to uh, Polly Eric. So, Elegna Sipali. Elegna Sipali, the father says, Baba Chod. 